Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others radio show. We hope that while you're with us today, you'll hear a relevant kingdom teaching or inspiration that will aid you in becoming your best you. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be empowered. Good evening, listening audience. God blessings. God's blessings to each of you. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. This is Apostle Val, your host for tonight. And we have with us Minister Angelo Goshen, our co-host and the one who will be bringing forth the word on tonight. I am not going to belabor this. I am excited to hear what the Spirit of God has to say through this man of God. I'm going to poise myself to receive so, Angelo, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good evening. Uh, thanks for having me once again. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there and a special happy Mother's Day to my mom. Uh, strength of my life for sure. She has um, taught me a lot. So I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms. Um, without further ado, I'm going to get into this word when it's not forced and when something is not forced is how I took it when God gave me this word. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, well, what does that mean? <laughs> what what am I supposed to, to say about that? Lord, just guide me. And so it's going to be a powerful word. Um, there's three points that I want, want to hit when it's not forced. We're going to talk about relationships, jobs, and careers. And the third thing is salvation and when it's not forced. Have you ever been in a relationship and God himself, the Holy Spirit, is telling you it's not good for you? This is not the right person. This is not the right time. This is not the right situation. This is not the right circumstance. If you've been there before, uh, I know I have, and we wrestle with that. We hear it, but we kind of blow it off. Our desires, the flesh, wants this particular person. might not be the person for you. might not be the person God has for you. But the flesh, regardless of, of why you want this person, you wrestle with it. Like you hear the word, the Lord telling you, no, this is not the one. But you force it. You try to force it to work. Maybe it's to prove other people who told you that it wasn't going to work wrong. Or maybe it's to to get back at someone or whatever the case may be, but you're forcing it. And I'm just here to tell you now that when something is right in a relationship, it doesn't have to be forced. It should flow. It's a natural occurrence. It feels good. Everything about it feels good. It doesn't mean that you won't have disagreements or things won't get hard, whatever the circumstances come up. If you go in it with God first and he, and he places this person in your life or these people around you to build relationships with, um, whether it's to spiritual relationships, um, goal-oriented relationships, uh, idea relationships, these things are important. So all of these things is help to help you grow. They're there to help you grow. God places these people, and sometimes these people are there for a season. 
whether it goes south, you're still supposed to learn something from that person or from these people. So as you build relationships, you should always do some soul searching. Like, God, is this person here for the right reason? Can I help them reach what they're trying to do and vice versa? Can they help me reach what I'm trying to to reach, my goals, my admirations and things like that? And so these relationships are good when you seek God. But then these personal relationships that we seek as far as in a mate, a spouse, God tells us that this person is not for you. This is not the person that you need to try to build with. And when that happens, we fight it because we have an idea of who we think we want in our lives. They, they have to look a certain way, carry themselves a certain way have to have this or that. We, we, we put things in our head, and then we pray, God, send me the right woman. Send me the right man. And God answers these prayers. God knows what's best for us, even when we don't know what's best for ourselves. And in doing so, sometimes because it doesn't fit our criteria or our checklist, we don't listen. The person could be right there in front of you but it's not what you think it should be. It's not what it, you thought it should look like. It's not who you desire. Well, maybe they, don't, they have some of the things that you were looking for, but not all the things. And so we have to be mindful of this because our desire, we have to stop looking at flesh, and we must follow God. We must seek him out first and then all of the things will be added unto us. So Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 12 says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. 11, the heart of her husband, though safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. Well, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That is something that we should we should keep in mind. If a woman is the right woman, is sent by God, and this is what he has desired in our lives, then we should focus more so on that than personal flesh and the things that we hope for or look for or think we should have. It's not about that. Once you pray and you're really listening to God and, and you're really wanting to make a good connection with that right mate, you have to listen. Praying just gets God's attention. And then you have when he places the people in your life, you have to follow that same voice. When God says, this is the one, then follow that. Don't worry about all the extra. If this is the one, that's what you should go after. And the same thing when it's not for um, marital reasons. If the person is there to help you grow, okay, you have to listen to that too. The relationships you build in life can help you achieve many things, okay? But let them be godly relationships. Let them be the things that you desire. You don't want to hang around people who cannot help you grow. It's not a good feel. You don't want to be around people who 
who brings you down. People, there's a lot of people who bring you down. Why would you want to continuously hang around people who, who are always negative, always naysayers, always skeptical about any and everything that you say that you want to do or that God has placed in your heart? Well, I want to open a business. Oh, no, you can't do that. Those aren't the people that you should hang with. You should have somebody say, well, what can I do to help you? Those are the kind of people. Those are the kind of relationships that God has for us. And if we seek him first, things will be better as far as relationships go. Second point, jobs and careers. On a job, we have bosses and supervisors and foremen and what have you, people in authority that's over us on these jobs. Okay? So they might want you to do something that's not in your job description. That is something that is forced on you. Well, I want to keep my job. I don't want to get wrote up, written up. I don't want to get in trouble or whatever. I need this job. But you're going to do it. But are you going to do it? Are you going to do it grudgingly? Are you going to do it with a clear mind and say, I don't want to do it, but I'm still going to do it cheerfully? Okay? So, when your supervisor, your boss, or what have you, is asking you to do something that you don't want to do, you should still keep in mind that, okay, this is the authority figure on this job. So I'm going to do it, even though it's not in my job description, but he has asked me or she has asked me to do to do it. So I'm going to do it. But when it's not forced, would you still do that? Even though the need is there, it's not in your job description, but if you're not asked, or told to do it, would you do it? And so you have to ask yourself those questions when you're on your job. That's not forced when you voluntarily do something or you feel a need that needs to be done. This is how we have to start thinking when we're on a job because it's not in a job description, but it's something that you can do to help whatever yourself um, get that promotion or get that raise if they see that you go above and beyond or, or even – one day you might have your own business and, and you want to have employees who will, who will go above and beyond for your company. So you have to do things with an open mind. So when it's not forced, you would do it more cheerfully. But if you feel like it's forced, if your boss commands you to do something, then it feels forced, then how do you do it? Okay? That's a question that you ask yourself. A lot of times accidents in the work in the workplace happen when you're doing something out of anger or frustration, okay? So be mindful of these things. You, you don't want to do things where you put yourself in harm's way, um, a coworker in harm's way, or anyone else in harm's way because you're upset or you're angry because you felt like you were forced to do something that you didn't want to do. But you, you saw the need was there anyway before your, your boss supervisor or whatever asks you to do it or commanded that you do it. So you have to always ask yourself, when something is not forced on me, it flows better. So why don't I just do these things when they're not forced? Because I feel better. Um, I do it more, you know, safely um, and accurately, and, and I will feel good doing it, and I don't feel forced in the matter. Because when you feel forced to do things, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. 
Nobody really wants to be forced to do anything. To go back to relationships, when you marry someone, you don't want to feel forced to marry that person. You you want it to be because you choose. It was the right one, the right time, the right situation. God placed them. You want to go into that relationship, that marriage, on your own. It's like, wow, this is how it's supposed to feel. Okay? So it's the same thing in your careers, on your job. Do the things that are necessary, and then it's not forced, and it feels better, and it flows. That's just something to think about. James, this is about King James Version, James 4, verse 7 through 8, it says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Okay? So he's just telling you right there, if you draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. So God is the all-powerful, right? He can make us worship him. He can make us do that. He's God, but he doesn't. It's a choice, not force. You get to decide. (laughs) Isn't that good? He lets you choose to turn your life over to him. It's a choice. It's not forced. Because guess what? God knows if it's not forced, it's free will. You'll do it more freely, more openly. Your heart will be open. Your mind will be clear. You'll be ready to receive his word. You'll be ready to do. You'll be ready to walk upright. You'll be ready to do the things of Christ. You'll be ready to to walk in your purpose. And it's not forced. But if God was to force us, then what would happen? That's just a question I've asked myself time and time again. If God didn't force me to do something, then will I do it? My salvation came because I decided I'm at a country that, Lord, I'm filthy. I need to change. I I need growth, or I need you. I can't do this on my own. It was free. It wasn't forced. It felt great. It was wonderful. The best feeling I ever felt in my life is when I accepted Christ into my heart and into my life. It wasn't forced. It wasn't coerced. It wasn't anything. I was by myself, actually, and it was great. It wasn't a force. It wasn't anything but just peace and calm and That's salvation. Point number three, salvation. It's it's free will. God is so merciful. He's so his grace, and he just allows us. He reigns on the just and the unjust. And this is a God who, who, who knows all, who can do all things, and he still gives us choices. He doesn't force himself on us. Isn't that just great? God doesn't force us to follow him. You have options. Be mindful of the the, the choice you make because it's, it's, in the end, um, if you choose not to seek God and to give your life to Christ, you know, there's consequences to that. So so be mindful of that. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen through eighteen, it reads 
Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And all we have to do is just say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Yes, Lord, I am, I'm a willing vessel. Yes, Lord, I need you. Yes, Lord, I'm a sinner. Yes, Lord, cleanse me. I need you. And that's all you have to do. So if you haven't made that decision and that choice in your life, don't, don't miss heaven for the world. Don't, don't miss a chance to build a relationship with Christ. God sent him to die for us. Wasn't forced. <laughs> he did not force that. He just done that for us because of his love for his creation. God created us in his image. And we should take that in as as just like gosh, God, you you've given us all of this, a chance to dwell in paradise. You you you're giving that to us. And you're not even forcing us to accept it. You're giving us a choice. Because when it's not forced, you'll give it freely. You'll feel better. And, again, my three points, relationships. When they're not forced, they flow better. Two, your job or your career. When you're not forced to do something, you work better. You have a clear mind. You work more safely. And, three, your salvation. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, what are you waiting on? It's never too late. You don't have to be in a church building to accept Jesus. You can do it in your shower. You can do it driving down the road. You can do it sitting in the living room. You can do it at your dinner table. It's never, never too late or too early. Just accept him and accept him and accept him. Listen to him. Pray. Ask for forgiveness. Understand that you must confess that you are a sinner, and you can do that in the comfort of your own home. So I'm just asking you tonight to think about that, your salvation. We're living in in some times now that, that are hard, and uh, people's faith is being tested, and life is, is struggle, and people are practicing social distancing, but you don't have to practice social distancing from the Lord Jesus Christ. He's always there. He's with us now. And he'll be with us forevermore. So the choice is yours. When it's not forced, it's all love in Christ. That's my word. Thank you. Amen. 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 We thank God for when it's not forced. Great points, great points, great points. Because we should, um, as we're moving into any type of relationship, whether it's with a significant other um, whether it's with peers or whatever the case may be. Um, we talked about that earlier today. We don't take steps and then seek God, but we seek God before we make any step. And if we do that, then we don't have to worry about any situation being forced. It will move according to his will, his plan, and his purpose for our lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the word. Thank you for those who called in. Thank you for those who are in the chat room. We certainly appreciate you being with us on tonight. We encourage you to join me tomorrow morning at 12 noon 
for our lunchtime inspiration. Um, we will be live each day, Monday through Friday at 12 noon, with another speaker to share a word to uplift you and keep you fueled as you complete your day. Minister Goshen, are there any closing remarks before we close out on tonight? Uh, no, ma'am. Thanks Amen. for having me. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. Absolutely. Father, thank you for what our ears have heard. God, we ask now that your spirit would allow us to receive that which is needed, God. God, we thank you that you're continuing to do a great work in Minister Goshen, oh God. Continue to use him for your glory. Father, we thank you. We honor you, and we count it done in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We certainly hope that you were empowered by that awesome message and that word of inspiration. To learn more about Empower to Empower Others, we ask that you visit the Empowerment Place Ministries website at www.theempowermentplace.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, as you are empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else.